to be completely honest, we're, we're probably terrible students. I'll say that for the both of us. I want to say our grades are probably not the best, but it's not, it's not a big focus for us. You know, it's like we're fully invested in this business. We want to scale it. Like we feel like the biggest responsibility we have is to our users at the end of the day, provide as much value, make them as happy as possible. And again, solve those problems that we set out for this industry that we wanted to solve from day one. Hey, this is Jesse here, and you're about to hear episode 93 of the Betting Startups podcast, where I speak with Shubs and Jaden from Sharp Stakes, which helps turn your passion for sports into profits. The guys talk about their experience bootstrapping Sharp Stakes to profitability while studying full-time at university, how they're taking a different approach to building betting tools for Gen Z audiences, and their perspective on Gen Z's relationship with betting as members of Gen Z themselves. This episode was a ton of fun, and I hope you enjoyed as much as I did. But before we get started, I wanted to make sure that you secured your ticket for the next New York City Summit next March, which is already tracking to be a sellout event. I happen to have a little bit of insight into what the next team has planned, and if you're a startup founder building within the real money gaming industry, I can genuinely say that you can't afford to miss this event. The team at Next.io has agreed to offer a limited number of discounted tickets exclusively to listeners of the Betting Startups podcast, which is literally the only discount code you'll find for this event. Get $100 off your ticket by looking in the show notes for this episode and applying the discount code at the checkout when you buy your ticket. There's a very limited number available. They're first come, first served, and when they're gone, they're gone. Head on over to www.next.io for more information on the New York City Summit, and I look forward to seeing you there. All right, we are back with episode 93 of the Betting Startups podcast. I've got Shubs and Jaden here from Sharp Stakes. And a quick story off the top about my guests for this one, who might have unknowingly made my year this past May. We were all in Manhattan for the SBC Summit North America event. And I think it was the first evening and the welcome drinks event. I was standing around talking to somebody. You guys walked past. I think you saw my name badge. It said I'm the host of this podcast. And you asked for a selfie with me. It was definitely a first. I felt like a D-list celebrity for a moment. So appreciate you making the host of a niche podcast feel like a bigger deal than he actually is. Of course, since then, uh, I've seen you guys at a few more conferences. We've spent some time together talking shop. So Excited to reconnect here and have you tell the Sharp Stakes story to a wider audience. Guys, welcome to the pod. Thanks for having us. By the way, we were talking literally about that moment right before this pod. We actually have the photo here, the selfie, by the way. <laughs> but we'll never forget that moment. Jaden fanboying a little bit, put him on the spot. You know, him being like disbelief. Oh, it's that guy who makes the pods. It was really great. And um, yeah, I think we've been pretty good pals ever since then. So shout out to you for that. My number one podcast listen for Spotify raps. So. Awesome, guys. So look, uh, lots to talk about here on this episode, getting into everything with Sharp Stakes. But before we do that, as is customary here, let's take a couple minutes up front, have you guys introduce yourselves, tell people listening a little bit about your backgrounds, your journey, basically the, the main chapters of it all up until you co-founded Sharp Stakes. My name is Shops, one of the co-founders here at Sharp Stakes. We're pretty unique in the sense that we're both students right now. We're both just 21. We're actually still in school in our last year of uh, university. It's a bit, a bit unique juggling kind of school and a business at the same time. Uh, we've always been super interested in entrepreneurship. Jaden and I previously worked together at another startup. We co-founded also software. So kind of love building technology, love building products for people. Both of us also worked at CIBC in the past. Uh, we always knew we wanted to do something, um, you know, a bit different, the unconventional path. And we kind of stumbled upon this industry for better, for worse. And we're really in love with it right now. 
Yeah. We met each other in our first year of university. And ever since then, we've kind of been doing work and projects together. Like he mentioned, we had our first startup together. We both did an internship at CIBC and now we have sharp stakes. Shubs is like eight feet away from me in the other room here. So we're actually roommates too, which is awesome. Helps a lot when you're working on a business together. That's awesome, guys. And like just hearing everything you guys have done together, Lisa, which you're still studying while watching what is, you know, a very promising business here. You know, you seem like you packed more into your 21 years so far than many people pack into a whole lifetime. So definitely, I think speaks to your guys's ambition. And I'd love to just maybe explore a little bit around the origins of Sharp Stakes. I mean, like you say, you've had projects together before you live together. You guys are always together at conferences, right? So like I, I associate you guys as, as being a, a package deal, but like Talk about, I guess, the origins of it. Like, what was it that made you guys decide to, to take a shot at something in the betting industry and, and obviously sort of lead you to where you are today? So like we kind of mentioned, Shubs and I have always been doing projects and building stuff together. Our previous startup was in the rental space. And while we were working on it, we were looking for other ways to make money as it wasn't a revenue generating business early on. We were doing everything, like looking at every different side hustle. At one point, we were those guys outside the stores and outside of campuses, selling credit cards to people on an affiliate model, just trying to get some more money in through the door to fund our existing business. And we, we looked at the sports betting markets at one point and kind of doing more research into that. We saw there was opportunity to use math, algorithms, some of our skills to actually make money in this market. So it started off, honestly, as just Shubs and I were trying to find out how can we get our next rent, groceries payment, and just make some money, get some money in through the door. You know, we had a lot of people approach us at school, kind of seeing the success of our betting and asking, you know, how can we get our hands on this? How can we get into this? And so it, it ended up leading us to actually create this and turn this into a product which ended up being Sharp Stakes and its first product, our AlgoPigs value betting product tool. Yeah, I mean, couldn't have said it better myself. We kind of stumbled on it and we we're always passionate about entrepreneurship. So we kind of took that beginning and now, you know, we're focusing on building a brand, building a product, kind of getting our mission as we slowly fell in love in this industry almost by accident. And now we're trying to take things into the next level and just see how can we improve sports betting for everybody, sports betting for, you know, a market that we'll talk about a little later that's previously been under-targeted and, you know, just trying to make things better in this space, really. Right on. Well, that's a perfect segue, guys, into a bit of a deep dive into Sharp Stakes. For the benefit of the people listening that might not be familiar with it, can we just start with the high concept overview, maybe talk about what it is, who it's for, and just what the overall value prop is for those people? In kind of one sentence, what Sharp Stakes does is we're building tools that help increase confidence, engage, provide insights and analysis for Gen Z sports bettors. We don't look at ourselves as a tool that, you know, is for a pro better. We're not looking for the advanced people. We're trying to make something super easy and let people access betting in a much more friendly and engaging way that's just easier to understand and make people feel more comfortable with. We saw betting growing super fast and there was a big miss, I think, on betting education in this industry and kind of making it accessible in the right and safe ways. So we kind of wanted to approach that problem, really. I want to just double click into that for a second. I mean, as you sort of say, you sounds like you're really targeting the, the Gen Z cohort and segment of which I, I guess you guys are in there as 21 year olds. But I guess like what I'm interested in understanding is like, what's your perspective about betting in general with Gen Z and maybe how it's different from sort of the wider, I guess, population? And look, I mean, from an industry perspective, we get all sorts of people with opinions about like what Gen Z wants, what Gen Z needs. 
more often than not, it seems like the people with these opinions are not Gen Z themselves. So all they can really do is speculate. But to hear from you guys who actually represent that cohort, like how do you sort of see that segment and, and like what are they looking for, I guess, in, in sports betting and, and in fan engagement in general? It's a good question because again, everyone has their own opinions. And the thing about Gen Z is being part of Gen Z, it's still tough to answer that like exactly and kind of hit the hammer on the nail because everyone's so different at this age and everyone has their own opinions and there's different kind of subcategories. You know, you have those guys who like love sports and live for football, but then you have those guys who literally only watch esports. And so like they're all Gen Z, but they're still different sub demographics. So it's important to be specific, but as a whole, I mean, as specific as possible, a lot of personalization is super important. So again, making people feel like this is their betting journey and this platform is tailored towards them. So anything you can do from that standpoint, making things feel high tech and logical driven and not just having things for the sake of having it gamification um, and like genuine gamification, not just, you know, having the word out there, but as a buzzword, but I'm talking about like quests, games, coin, making you feel like a video game almost. Yeah, I think like something with Gen Z in particular is like, a lot of advertising, I think, and like a lot of products out there, they automatically kind of associate with like scams and things like that. Like we've heard it a lot firsthand. And so for betting, you got to get someone to, you know, put their money into the platform or deposit and stuff like that. So you really need to kind of get them to trust your platform. So that's something we've really focused on is like educating people on like why you should use our products, like how it actually works rather than just, you know, trust us and and stuff like that. I think a company that's kind of getting Gen Z really well right now is like Steven Sal's and Rivalry. They're doing a really good job at showing how you need to be marketing different towards Gen Z and having little things in your product that are different to cater towards Gen Z better. Yeah, 100%. And like, what I guess has been sort of the response you guys have seen so far with the Sharp Stakes product from this demographic, right? Like, I guess, is, is your hypothesis being validated that I guess simplifying things, adding some gamification elements like you spoke about, Shubs. Like, is this ultimately resonating? Or I guess sort of like, what's the journey been like so far, I guess, ultimately working toward product market fit? Honestly, really, really positive. And we're really happy about that. It's interesting because our platform is so simple. Sometimes we show it to people who are not in that age demographic and they literally don't understand it. They're like, where are the other features? Or like, is this supposed to do more? And we're like, what are you talking about? Like, this is it, you know? But then on the flip side, people are like, I love this platform. I would not bet without sharp stakes. I would literally not be able to use a sports book without this site. Like we get those messages literally all the time from our, you know, first like couple hundred users. We've gotten great feedback to kind of answer directly. People are really resonating with how easy it is to use, like super, super simple, straight to the point, as little numbers as possible. Yeah. A lot of them were like, they're big into sports. They like sports, but they never started betting because it was just like, where do you even begin? You know, where do I, where do you even start? And I think at Sharp Stakes, we help people kind of be a good point where it's like, okay, you can start here by just finding these bets where we show you exactly where to find these bets. And we tell you kind of how much you should place to be responsibly using your bankroll. I think like a lot of people now that like have wanted to get into betting, that's a lot of our users are like, they've always wanted to, their roommates do it, let's say, but they're just like, I don't really know where to start. There's so many platforms. There's so many different things I could bet on. So I think we definitely help out with that. I know part of the value prop of the product is, like you guys said, value betting or plus EV bets. You guys are curating and serving up to your users. And like, 
inherent within value betting is variance, right? Like sometimes people, you know, you go on streaks and you have sort of down months and up months. And obviously the idea is the up months outweigh the down months. How has that sort of manifested itself with your users? And I guess, is your audience experiencing any issues with that? And I guess sort of like they're onboarding into sports betting and is that dissuading them? Are they sort of okay in understanding that variance is inherently part of it? Like, how do you sort of reconcile that aspect to it? Great question. So something we found out kind of when we were building out this site is Gen Z and younger people as a whole are betting with strategy in mind. At the same, and, and you know, they kind of view it as almost trading their book and they kind of want to have a smarter approach. Gen Z, contrary to I feel like what many other generations think, are some of the most savviest people that have all this access to technology and products. At the same time, though, sports betting is entertainment. And people do do it for fun. So I think what makes us a bit unique is like, we're not trying to make pro betters. We're not trying to make professionals. We're not trying to give all these people the most math and whatnot. We just want people to feel welcomed enough and feel like they have enough information and quote unquote edge per se, whatever that may look like, more news, more stats, more whatever, to feel comfortable betting. Because that's what we found out was the biggest lack. For them, it's not like, oh, I need to make whatever, $3,000 this month doing arbitrage. It's like, they just want to feel like someone's holding their hand a little bit and they have that extra insight. And that's when we've seen the most success. It really hasn't been about profitability for them. Especially in terms of the variance, I think people are able to handle that because we never promised anyone that they're going to become a profitable better using sharp stakes. We more kind of promised you use this strategy. It's smarter than just making bets on their own. If you're going to make bets, why not look for the ones that have the better odds and give you an edge? Awesome. And then talk a little bit about the business model. I know it's early days and, you know, you're still tuning the dials, I guess, but sort of what's the business model? How are you guys monetizing the product and the platform? So we have two main like monetization methods. One is our pro subscription. We charge a hundred dollars a month. We put that out more recently after kind of seeing some traction and it's been going well. We're actively trying to grow that subscription and provide more value in that subscription other than just kind of the existing product. And then we with like all the top operators as well through like affiliate model, of course. So we send over our players to there. We've also had opportunity to do some B2B deals to license part of our technologies. We're, we're kind of putting that on hold. We're really trying to grow a B2C brand amongst people. So that's the main focus right now. Yeah, a lot to be said for focus there. So fair enough. Talk a little bit about, I guess, as well, just the traction or the progress so far. I mean, you guys have been in market for a little bit now. And what's the traction been like for you guys? However, you sort of want to quantify or measure that. We won't get too much into revenue, but it's it's been great. We're just extremely grateful that, you know, we've been able to hire full-time engineers. We have a couple, we have two full-time employees now. You know, the business is cash flow positive. It's a software company. Every day doesn't cost too much to run it. And we're growing from, you know, very rapid standpoint, um, you know, we have big revenue goals. We have, we have big aspirations of where we want to take it, classic software guys, but we're really happy where it is right now. We really focus on people loving our products. So a lot of our users are like, most of our active users are logging into our platform, like two to three times a day to check their bets. There's a lot of like retention. We've had people since day one still paying us $100 a month when we put up a terrible beta version of the site just to get feedback. And those people are still on it. An average active user in, you know, this 19 to 25 year old range is wagering around like $5,000 uh, Canadian, but on just the bets from our site recommendations. On top of that, we know people are wagering outside of just our bet recommendations. That's from just like user interviews and stuff like that. But People that use the product really love the product. They're always like recommending it to friends. So 
from that perspective, that's something we really focused on since the beginning is like talking to our users all the time and building something that we know like they won't just like to use, they'll love it. Awesome. I want to come back to an earlier point around, you know, the fact you guys are building this business while you're also full-time students still. And I mean, look, I, it's been a while since I was in university, but like, I think back to my time in uni and like, I couldn't conceive of doing anything else other than trying to struggle my way through a full-time course load and like just trying to get to the finish line there. Yet you guys have built a very novel product with pretty robust technology underpinning it all. And you've taken it to market. You've got customers, you've got revenue. You've got this thing that's that's growing here yet. You're, you're still obviously studying full-time. So like, I'm just curious to have you maybe elaborate a little bit on what does that look like? How are you guys able to sort of achieve what you've achieved so far with so much on your plate? And I guess, how do you think about the future once you're post-university and like what that potential looks like when you have full-time capacity to dedicate to, to Sharp Stakes? We have some kind of funny stories of balancing being a full-time student and working on the business. I'll let Shubs kind of give us me on that. I mean, for us, it's been such a journey. Um, the thing is, it's just about time management. I remember the funny story Jane's talking about when we first started. So we had our first um, affiliate deal. We we're starting to bring in players and we had no idea how the game worked. I'm talking about, I didn't know what a CPA was, rev share, nothing. So one of our affiliate managers emails and he's like, I see you guys are located in London. I'm going to be in London next week. Let's meet up, right? And uh, we just started out the deal. We didn't know how it worked. We didn't know if we we're going to get paid, anything like that. So the bottom of my email kind of signature says London, right? So he's like, let's meet in a couple of weeks, whatever. So night before, I'm just like, oh, where am I meeting this guy tomorrow? Or two nights before, I'm like, where am I meeting this guy? So I searched up the address he sent and it said London, England. Mind you, it's like exam week and everything. And I'm like, shoot, like this guy wants to meet in London. Like I already said, yes all like we need to get this deal through like i don't know how it works and like, we really need to meet this guy to secure things so it's just a balance it's about taking risks that night Jaden booked me a flight to england missed my exam i went on the one day's notice it, it's just kind of that concept of like our mentality from day one has been like let's get things done you know whether it's going to england on a one day's notice without telling anybody whether it's you know like staying up all night for us like to be completely honest we're, we're probably terrible students i'll say that for the both of us i want to say our grades are probably not the best but it's not, it's not a big focus for us. You know, it's like we're fully invested in this business. We want to scale it. Like we feel like the biggest responsibility we have is to our users at the end of the day, provide as much value, make them as happy as possible. And again, solve those problems that we set out for this industry that we wanted to solve from day one. From our time management, we we're still able to put in like 40 plus hours a week into the business while doing our course load and stuff. So yeah. Well, that, that's impressive, despite the fact that uh, maybe it's a geography class he yeah, should, should attend or could get <laughs> That's hilarious. The other thing I want to ask you guys about is, as I mentioned at the outset here, you know, we've caught up a few times now this past year at different industry events. And I'm just curious for you guys as relative newcomers to the industry who are very clearly like putting in the work and putting in the effort to understand it, to kind of get out there, put yourselves out there meet people, like all of that. Just curious how you view the industry. Like what's your overall perception, you know, now that you're in it and a part of it with the rest of us here? I want to kind of talk about the affiliate game because we joined this industry at a very unique time for better or for worse. People always tell us how before like the operators were throwing money at acquisition, just trying to get as much players as they possibly can. But when we joined the industry, the focus was retention of these players and like profitability for the operators. So it actually helped us from that standpoint, as we were always kind of building and having our relationships in a way that our focus as well, when we bring players to the operators was 
giving players that are staying on the platform, using the platform, redepositing, things like that. So it almost helped us at the time we came because that's how we kind of built our product going forward. And it, it helped in all those relationships with the operators. Another thing I want to say, like for newcomers coming into the industry is that going to those conferences are amazing. Like we heard about it on your podcast and we've heard about it all the time, but like you really learn a lot from the conferences, like hearing it from every sort of piece of the industry and what problems they're facing. And there's always an ROI on those conferences. So we, we love going to those. Oh yeah. Which ones uh, you got got on your calendar for next year? Have you looked ahead yet or still just trying to get through 2023 before you worry about it? We'll probably go to all of them, to be honest. Next is the biggest one on the list. We we know from you firsthand, they they book great, great jobs. They're super excited about that. Haven't been yet. Looking forward. I mean, again, the standard, the SBCs are always great. Probably all of them, and, or as much as we can go to, the main ones. Let's also quickly touch upon the the funding side of all of this. So sort of a two-part question here. First, it'd be great just to talk a little bit about a backgrounder on any funding you guys have done to date. Uh, I'm actually not sure myself if you bootstrapped or if you've taken funding, but uh, if you could speak to sort of the the journey up until this point, and then I guess the second part, sort of any plans for future funding, um, looking ahead to 2024, how are you sort of thinking about capitalizing future growth for Sharp Stakes? We are 100% bootstrap. Jaden and I kind of from day one were able to monetize and it was always our goal just to be able to monetize. So we've been lucky, you know, that the business is kind of self-sufficient from that standpoint where it's very cash flow positive. The team is very lean and, you know, with nowadays more than ever, you can use AI and different tools to kind of further lower your burn. So relative to burn, we're not in any like serious and we were never in any serious needs to like have a bunch of money. Um, so that's how we kind of started and to the state it's been that way and we're really proud of that that's kind of the first part of the question there. And in terms of like investors and future funding, it's interesting for us because, you know, we've worked on these last, whatever, eight months, nine months since we started. And it's just been really validating the idea of trying to build that product market fit, getting users who genuinely like love the platform or telling their friends about it. Done literally zero online marketing, zero anything. It's all been like organic growth, in-person referrals. We're not in any crazy need of fundraising, but we want to fundraise because we know, you know, that there is a fit here and we want to grow faster, reach different geos. So we are, we are looking to fundraise. We're looking for strategic investors, cough, cough, Benji Trinia, Chris Grove, hit us up, please. We love you guys. And Lloyd, Lloyd is the GOAT. But yeah, we're, we're just looking for strategic people who could help us and really build a vision forward. Awesome. Well, uh, I'm, I'm sure we'll get word out to, to those guys and others that might be listening to this episode. But, you know, talking about looking ahead and, and plans for fundraising, how are you sort of thinking about the year ahead? And I guess what does a successful 2024 look like for Sharp Stakes? And I guess what can we expect coming out of the lab there? I think one thing for sure is definitely some product launches. Actually, by the end of this week, we'll have our second kind of big product out. It's actually a social research betting tool where essentially we pull from all the different social media platforms for each specific game, like Twitter, Reddit, YouTube, and you can kind of get what all of them are saying all in one spot for every single game. That's one. We have a few more kind of tools and products on the roadmap to launch during that. And then definitely marketing and growing that user base. Uh, in 2024, I think we want to expand to the rest of Canada and get into some of the different states as well. And finally starting that online marketing that we've kind of been holding back on for a while. Are you guys graduating next year, by the way? What's, uh, what's, what's the plans there? I'll be graduating, so going to be going to this full time. So super, super excited about that. And uh, Jaden has one more year. Right on, guys. 
you got a crystal ball in front of you, you're looking into it in five years time, where's Sharp Stakes then? And, and what does the world look like for you guys in the business at that time? S&P 10s, trading stocks and no, um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, uh, Honestly, like we're, we're big dreamers, bro. We're, we're, we're in there for the long run. You know, we're not looking for just like a quick jump out. Like we genuinely are super committed to like the mission of the company and like the goals and the problems we genuinely want to solve in this industry. Like if I had to be very specific, like, you know, we definitely want to be reaching that 10 million ARR mark. Like we definitely expect to be there by that point. Um, and just grow the team and just honestly, like the biggest, biggest kind of crystal ball moment for us to just feel like if we can genuinely see the change that we've set out to making this industry and see that. So like having people who are a bit more educated, the industry is a bit more transparent, people feel a bit more welcoming and just having the industry a little less taboo through our product, hopefully, like that will be a huge, huge kind of moment for us. Nice. Well, in five years time, maybe I'll be asking for a selfie with you guys when I see you at a conference, right? So that takes us to my standard closing question. Uh, Jaden, obviously as a top pod listener, I know you know it, but I'll quickly wrap it off anyways. If you guys weren't working on sharp stakes, if you weren't doing anything, at school, if you weren't doing anything around sports or sports betting in a parallel universe, what would you like to be working on instead? I, I kind of have a very Gen Z answer. I always wanted to see myself in a parallel universe as like a YouTuber. I don't know what type of niche. I always love the prank YouTubers. Those guys, I think it's really fun. Probably a, a chef for me. I always wanted to be a chef growing up, but the parents were pretty disappointed when I said I wanted to be in the culinary school, which I think is like one of the best professions to be in. But that's how they think. So maybe a chef. All right. Love it, guys. For people listening that want to get in touch with you and or check out Sharp Stakes itself, can you quickly plug where they can go do all that? Yeah, check us out. Sharpstakes.ca. Email shubs at sharpstakes.ca. S-H-U-B-S at sharpstakes.ca. Instagram, sharpstakes. Twitter, sharpstakes. Sharpstakes bats. Search of sharpstakes. I'll drop all the links to those in the show notes. But for now, we'll leave it there for today. It's been great to do a deep dive today and reconnect with you guys and really wishing you all the best for the year ahead and look forward to seeing you probably next, the next New York conference in March. So all the best guys for the rest of the year. Look forward to continuing to follow the story. Appreciate it, Jesse. Thank you. Thank you.